Right. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Astrology Now podcast. My name is not Christine Rodriguez. <laughs> My name is Brett Hagenis, Um and I'm Christine's guest today Yay. for our third Ayurvedic Vedic Astrology crossover episode. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I love that you're helping me with all three of these. I love it. Yeah, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast yet, but I was thinking about having someone different come on each time. And after the first one, I was like, you know what? We do all three. (laughs) We do the other two as well. Um, So thank you so much for being here. Of course. This is one of my favorite subjects to nerd out on. Oh, I love it. Um, And Brett is not only an Ayurvedic practitioner. If you want to have any type of consultation with her, you can go to her website, brettpaganist.com. Her last name is H-A-G-I-N-A-S. She's a yoga teacher as well here in Austin, Texas, and a a birthing doula. So check out her website. And today in this episode, we are talking all about the dosha vata. Yes. I was just telling Christine, I've always had vata (sighs) and... Me too. Always wanted to see more vata. (laughs) It seems so carefree. (sighs) They get to eat all the heavy food, all the cashews... All yeah. the vegan cheese or regular cheese. Yeah. And they're artistic. Yeah. So the Vata Dosha is ruled by the elements air and space. Um, you can also categorize that as wind and ether, which sounds similar. Um, so space is like the container. You can think of like the sky and the air or wind is what moves through it. Mm. So Vata rules change and movement. Its season is fall and early winter, so when the leaves start to turn orange, fall off the trees, and when there's that little whisper in the air of like everything's about to change, mm. it's not hot anymore. Um, vata is irregular, it's fast, it's cold, dry, and all over the place. Vata time of day is 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. or witching hour. And uh, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. or 5 o'clock traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can use that time. You can maximize that time. um, 2 a.m. to 6 p.m. I hope you're asleep. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. is a great time to do something creative. Mm. To flex your creativity muscle. So Vata people, physically, when they're in balance, they tend to have kind of frizzy hair, I think like mad scientist vibes, um, or big curly hair, dark eyes, usually smaller, whereas Kappa is like big dark eyes, Vata is a little smaller, maybe almond shape, um, very prominent bone structure. They can be really tall or really short. Sometimes they're not usually in the middle. Uh, Hypermobility in the joints, and they're not really trying to look like everyone else. They can have porcelain skin, um, maybe a lot of tattoos or a lot of piercings, thin eyebrows, thinner eyelashes, just really thin in general. They're just Mm. air. And their their hair would be a little bit more coarse or thin yes. as well, right? Yeah. It's like rough, dry. Yes. Dry mm-hmm. hair, dry scalp. Um, and you just see them and they kind of look like they're floating. Mm. I know those people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and the, the one person whenever you mentioned like kappa eyes, I thought about Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. She has like those massive bright eyes. Um, and then when you ever, when you said like the smaller eyes, I actually thought about Donald Glover. Oh yeah. Like I, I don't, yeah. I couldn't get a good birth time on him. I've looked for him before, but he seems kind of vata, like very artistic totally. and edgy and different. In so many different ways. Yes. And I, he's very versatile. Yeah. He does so many different things. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's a really good. And that, for those of you who don't know, that's Childish Gambino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vata people physically can also have really light menstrual cycles. They're the people who just always use light tampons and never understand why the super plus exists. <laughs> Vata and be Yeah. Um, so graceful. Like their movements, just everything that they do seems planned, even though it's not. Mm. It's like, how did you walk in that perfect spot of sunlight where the wind just blew your hair in the right direction? Yeah. Even though they don't plan anything in their life. Yeah, like Penelope Cruz. <laughs> yeah. She just looks perfect. Oh, like, you can see her at any given moment, and her hair is just the right way, and her mouth is, like, kind of puckered, and her eyes are, like, super intense. Yeah. Like, they, just, they have this, like, otherworldly quality to them. Yeah. Um, so when I think of Vata people, I usually think of, like, Jared Leto, Quentin Tarantino, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, Penelope Cruz, Kate Moss. I think Jared Leto is a really good example. He just, like, with his eyes and his hair and everything, he really does look kind of otherworldly. Yeah. And he is extremely creative in multiple different ways. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you see air signs in Vedic astrology, that is a vata tendency. So if you have a lot of planets in an air sign, if you have a rising sign that's an air sign, so that's going to be Aquarius or Gemini or Libra, you can have these types of qualities that we're discussing. And the two planets that are most associated with Vata, or I should say three planets, really, it's going to be Saturn. Saturn rules Aquarius and Capricorn. Um, and it's also going to be Venus, which rules Taurus and Libra. So these are going to bring some Vata-like qualities. And Brett and I are discussing a lot about artistic edge and being different. That's Venus. Venus is art and it's creativity. And a lot of the time, from what I've noticed, having Venus in the first house or Saturn in the first house can bring a lot of Vata quality, especially if it's already in a sign that can have a Vata tendency. And so we were talking about AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez earlier. And so she has a lot of physical attributes that are kappa but she has venus in the first house which does give her that more airy fluid go with the flow edgy aspect about her interesting very interesting uh, mentally and emotionally when vata people are in balance we've kind of already touched this but they can be just hyper creative creativity is just spewing out of them um very spiritual so connected to that other realm. Like kundalini yoga. Kundalini yoga, <laughs> totally. Um, very artistic, really musical. They can be really curious just about everything. Very intellectual. So this is like the scholars, like the Sanskrit scholars. Mm. Um, very unusual, maybe a little mysterious. Inventive. The way that they present themselves in the world is usually seen as different or marginal compared to societal norms. Um, 
It can be travelers or, yeah, just innately talented. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And earlier, we had also mentioned Kate Moss. Mm -hmm. And... Or excuse me, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's the one who I want to talk about because mm-hmm. before this segment, we were discussing who we were going to talk about um, because plans are helpful. <laughs> Lots of people. <laughs> and um, we were talking about how Gwyneth Paltrow kind of tries everything. Yeah. And she can be versatile in a lot of different ways and try a bunch of different things. And she kind of goes with the flow. And she's also artistic and creative. She has Aquarius rising. Go figure. And her moon is in the sign of Taurus, which is an earth sign, but it's ruled by Venus, which we just just discussed, which can can be pretty Vata. But what's most important is that her moon and Saturn are conjunct. And so if you see someone's birth chart where moon and Saturn are together, this definitely will give a more Vata tendency, especially when it comes to their mind. So they actually may have a little bit of anxiety. Their thoughts may be a little bit scattered and they can have kind of a firm beliefs in a sense as well. And you want to check out the sign that it's in, but hers being in the sign of Taurus, I know that she likes to try a bunch of different things, but I have a feeling that she has some sort of spiritual belief that she follows and like holds very seriously Mm -hmm. um, having moon and Saturn together. She actually is a big Ashtangi. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Ashtanga is a yoga practice where you hardly ever stop moving. And Vatas love that. They love to move. Yeah. They don't like to stop moving. And again, you can have Vata of the mind. So Mm -hmm. even if you don't have a physical composition of vata, your mind can have a lot of vata where where it's just kind of like churning really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they just don't take things very seriously. They're just able to like brush everything off. And so I think that's why lots of people are able to just kind of bounce around to different things because they're not tethering their core values to any one specific it's like a religion or a belief system. They're just open to everything. They have this lightness to them. Yeah. Especially like if someone's moon isn't an air sign, you're definitely going to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when a Vata person is out of balance, meaning that they have too much Vata, they can feel like they are always cold, cold feet, cold toes, cold hands. Um, to the extreme end, they can be deaf or mute. They can be really frail. They feel really frail. They don't have that density to them of their bones and their muscles. Mm. Um, really, really dry hair or dry skin. So that can look like eczema or dandruff. Mm-hmm. They can have respiratory issues, so asthma. Um, they can really be really spacey and forgetful. Those are like the top two to look at for Vata imbalances. Okay. They're not good at following schedules to begin with, but when they just forget everything, when they're looking for their sunglasses and it's on their head, yeah, it's like, yeah, you might want to calm down a little bit. Would you say anxiety too? Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety is also one of the big ones. That's Vata. Yeah. That's like kind of my because I, you know, I study Ayurveda, but I'm definitely not as well versed in it as you are. But mm-hmm. when I think about Vata, I think of anxiety, 
And when I think of kapha, I think like depression. Yeah. And when I think of pitta, I think like anger. Yeah. But so anxiety is one that I kind of always associate with vata. And earlier I mentioned Saturn being like one of the hallmark vata planets. And it rules your bones. And it rules your nervous system. Mm. And so it can bring anxiety. Yeah. It's known for bringing anxiety. It's, it's vata. Yeah. It's vata energy. Um, and then on top of that, it's restriction. And it's delay, right? So a lot of people who have a really strong Saturn, a lot of vata in their chart, is that restriction of weight, mm-hmm. the restriction of nourishment, yeah. maybe like to your hair or to your skin or whatever it is. Um, and luckily, there are ways in the diet where you can kind of buffer that and work around it. If you're mindful Ayurvedically of your diet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anxiety. And when you think about it, like anxiety makes you feel kind of disconnected, uh-huh. very airy uh-huh. in your head a lot. And then depression for Kappa, depression is heavy, like earth. And then anger for Pitta is fire. Yeah. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You can also, um, vata out of balance can be seen as fearfulness for no reason at all, paranoia. Mm-hmm. Um, when they go out of balance, vatas can also be very self isolating and really like dark and uh-huh. not the best way. Yeah, I mean, Saturn can bring all those qualities. Yeah. Like I was saying, like Venus brings the more positive attributes of like art, artistic edge mm-hmm. and creativity, beauty. Yeah. The bone structure of a vata is yeah. like very Venus. Um, Saturn can kind of bring these more malefic qualities, if you will, if you're not careful, if you're not mindful. Yeah. Um, and then also Rahu and Ketu. And the, those are like the shadow planets. And so if someone has Ketu in the first house, it can bring some issues with the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, it can make you nervous and anxious. And it can also show someone who's very thin. And then having Rahu in the first house can also show someone who is thin, but then also extremely creative and um, outlandish. They can think of things that no one else will think of. And they can also be a little bit self-centered if you're not careful. Yeah. Uh, So ways to balance Vata if you feel like you have a Vata imbalance. And I think it's important to say that anyone can go, because we have all three of the doshas inside of us, any of those doshas can go out of balance even if it's not our primary dosha. Mm -hmm. So typically in the fall, a lot of people do go out of balance. Um, And so ways to balance vata if you feel like you're out of balance is to get on a schedule to follow daily. Wake up at the same time, eat at the same time, go to sleep at the same time. To create structure, because vatas can be very free and lighthearted and like not following any rules or regulations. <laughs> um, eat warm and grounding foods. So vatas are usually the people who at 3 p.m. they're like, oh, I haven't eaten anything. I guess I'll just eat this crunchy salad. I was going to say like a cracker. This crunchy raw salad and like two crackers. It's like, no, <laughs> you need things that are going to ground you down. So warm foods. Um, meat and dairy are actually okay for vata to mm-hmm. eat um, because Ayurveda comes from India. They don't eat meat at all. Do you know that? Um, but dairy products are recommended for vata because it's heavy. Right. Sweet potatoes, avocado, root vegetables, anything that grows in the ground, mm. which I think makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. It's so simple. Yeah. Um, 
And then practices that you can use to help balance your vata are samavritti, which is a pranayama breathwork practice where you just even out your inhales and your exhales. So same count inhale, same count exhale. And mm. it's that structure. It's that containment. Um, Ashtanga. Even though it's a lot of movement, maybe you disagree because you are an Ashtanga and I'm not. No, no, no. I agree entirely. Go ahead. Yeah, I totally agree. Even though it's a lot of movement, it's a set series practice. Exactly. Where if you're practicing the primary series, you're doing the same thing every time and you know what's going to come. So you can entertain your mind in a more structured way because vatas are very cerebral. Um, They love to use their mind and explore their curiosity. And so something that kind of holds them in a container is good for them. It's very good. And so is structure. Yeah. And so having like a daily routine is so good for balancing vata. Yeah. And like you were saying, like they like being free willy nilly, but if you can structure yourself, like it truly will, change your life um and there's something else about the primary series of being half seated postures yeah where you're sitting on the ground you're grounded if you're activating your bandhas or your internal engagements it's it's like you're locking yourself to the earth yeah um and even the inversions and arm balances it's headstand where you're not Mm -hmm. kicking Mm -hmm. and then it's bhuja pidasana which i don't know the english name for that one Bujapidasana. I don't know the English term either. It's like Where? firefly, maybe? No, no, no. That's Kutipasana. Uh, I don't know. It'll come to us. Yeah. Someone's probably listening and <laughs> yelling it out. <laughs> uh, but very low to the ground and hip opening arm bounces. Like you're not pressing up into a handstand. Yeah. Doing all the scorpion back bends. Yeah. Which is more second series right. of Ashtanga. But I've got to say, when I first found Ashtanga, I had a insane bot imbalance. Yeah. I gained 40 pounds throughout my Ashtanga experience, wow. <laughs> which I'm not overweight by any means. <laughs> right. I was so vata. Yeah. And having that scheduled sequence every day and you know, it, it totally transforms your mind um, to allow yourself to be disciplined. And doesn't Ashtanga practice, what time does it start? It my starts time. at six. At six, which is Right at the end of Vata time of day and moving right. into Kappa. You right. wake up during Vata time of day. Right. And so traditionally, it's like you may even begin before that, but you would end in Kappa. Gotcha. It's like kind of like you get started in Vata, and by the time you're done, it's kind of like Kappa time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big advocate of Vata's doing Ashtanga. <laughs> restorative yoga is also yes. complete end of the spectrum. Yes. The spectrum for restorative yoga is also great. We use a lot of eye pillows and props and bolsters and blankets to weigh you down, and there's virtually no movement. You can do maybe three or four poses in an hour-long class. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's good. I would recommend for everyone when they feel like they have a vata imbalance to just slow down. Yeah, and it can be really hard. Yeah. It can be super challenging for a vata, especially if you have vata of the mind, Yeah, which is very mercurial. So if you have a lot of mercury in your chart – Um, if your moon is conjunct with Mercury or you have a lot of Gemini or a lot of Virgo, your mind is probably going to move very quickly. And so being able to stay in one position for a long time and settle your mind down is a practice. It's not easy. So it's called restorative yoga, but it's a challenge. Oh, um, and that's a good thing because that's why it's practice. Yeah. So challenge yourself, Vata. Step away from the fast-moving vinyasa floor class. Yeah, where you don't know what's coming next. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
For anyone familiar with the chakra system, connecting to your root chakra is a really great way to calm down your vata, to soothe your vata. Mm-hmm. Um, in layman's terms, that means go spend time with your family or go dig your feet into the earth or spend time in nature. And with animals. With animals, I, with children. Yeah, I feel like animals can be so grounding, especially like big animals. Mm-hmm. Like big dogs or like a horse. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, when she teaches the chakras, she, for like higher chakras, air chakras, she'll just tell you to stomp your feet on the ground to ground you back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just connecting to what's heavy, what's stable. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have any other final wrap up wrap ups or information you wanted to talk about? I mean, there's so much you can dive into with Ayurveda. I know. <laughs> so um, compartmentalizing it into bite-sized pieces is challenging, but I would just say for anyone who's interested in diving a little bit more into Ayurveda, there's so many amazing resources. Um, there's a really good kind of like Ayurveda for Dummies book by Sahara Rose. I cannot remember what it's called. Um, anything by Vasant Laud is great. He is very Vata. Dr. Laud. Dr. Laud. Yeah. So sometimes his languaging is very heady and it, you can get lost in it. You might have to reread things a couple times. I do. Um, there's another good book called Yoga and Ayurveda by David Frawley. Okay. That connects yoga with Ayurveda. That's great. Yeah. And people can also book consultations with you. Is that true? Do you do Ayurvedic? I don't. Okay. I would love to, maybe one day. Okay. I thought you did like essential oil consultations. Mm-mm. No? No. All I right. will combine Ayurveda into a lot of my public yoga classes. Okay. Well, maybe in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested or if you're interested in learning more from Brett, she's also an incredible yoga teacher um, here in Austin, Texas. She leads, she co-leads teacher trainings. Soon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a birthing doula bringing new life into this world. So if you're interested in learning more about her, you can go to com and uh, contact her directly. And if you have questions about Ayurveda, I'm sure that she's open. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Or follow Astrology Now's very own Instagram, Astrology Now underscore podcast. So that's all we've got. And hopefully Brett will be on for a different reason sometime in the future. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.